0: Everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane, Drew
1: and Scott James.
0: This is episode 160, Brews and Barriers on the Appalachian Trail. On this episode, we debate two current hot topics regarding the Appalachian Trail. Is a brewery really paying someone to drink beer on their through hike? And should you be through hiking during a pandemic? We have a poll up on our Facebook group page on these topics. How do you feel about them? Get talking about these topics. Join in on our discussion on the Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Trust the Trail Podcast and start the conversation. Come hang out with us and be part of our community.
1: Also, make sure you go to com and sign up for specific emails about trips meetups and events we send out newsletters every first and 15th of the month and of course while you're on TrustTrailPodcast.com, signing up for our newsletter you can click on our merch link we have partnered with teespring.com and have created trust the trail store we have coffee cups t-shirts hoodies with all your favorite sayings We have our Embrace the Suck motto that is on our t-shirts and also our coffee cup. So please go out and check out our merch store. We have some pretty fun uh, t-shirts on there. Uh, We have one spot open, one left, on our Great Smoky Mountain gem backpacking trip in August next month. We have one more spot open. So if you guys want to do a pretty epic historical backpacking trip in the Smokies, we're all set. We're reserved. Everything's ready to go. We have one more spot open and we would love for you to come out there. It gives you everything that you'd like to see in the Smokies historical where we hit a trail that isn't on any of the maps. What? Waterfall, high elevation. Um, it's got it all. (laughs) It's got it all. I don't know what to say. (laughs) And and speaking of the Great Smoky Mountain trip, do you realize, Miss Petrucci, that in 30 days from today, 30 days, we take Trust the Trail Podcast officially on the road full time.
0: I know. <laughs> we hit our 30-day countdown mark today, and it's like it's It's both equally exciting and nerve-wracking all at the same time, and I have a mixed bag of emotions today.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, part of me is, uh, I I don't know if I'm uh, throwing up because I'm excited or just damn nervous.
0: I have Um, had (laughs) a... felt sick to my stomach all day and I, I think it's just a mental thing.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it... we've,
0: we've been waiting for this opportunity for so long and it's, and it's finally here. We're in our final countdown and it's thrilling. I'm excited to bring brand new content to our own lives, but also to you guys with hitting new and exploring new trails and areas to really open up the world to you guys. Uh, I should say the United States of America,
1: right, right.
0: <laughs> do you guys um i'm I'm just really excited about this,
1: yeah, um it's I just cannot believe we're thirty days away It, it just seems like uh, it's always been like a year or longer, and something's come up or this has come up, and uh, but we're thirty days away. We um, should
0: be playing Final Countdown right now. Right? we should? <laughs> the Final Countdown.
1: Absolutely, we should. Um, you know, I, you know what? I, you know, I'll tell you what it feels like. You ever see the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks? <laughs> yeah. So here's this, here's Tom. He's stranded on this island for four years. I mean, at some point in time, he he hates the island. He's become one with the island, but he hates the... He's dying to get off the island, right? So he finally gets an opportunity to get off the island to be free, right? To escape. And he looks back at the island and he realizes he's in a raft in the ocean. And he goes, (laughs) "Uh, I don't know. I'm starting to miss the island already.
0: (laughs) My safety net is gone. My
1: safety net is gone. So it, it feels kind of like that. It feels like, you know, like I, you know, I mean, we're, we're at the point where, you know, we do hate where we live. Um, but there's that trepidation of, you know, then just pulling away and seeing the skyline of Atlanta and the review mirror going, oh, that's weird. We're in and now, <laughs> So we're in the raft now, Petrucci. So um raft away raft away paddle start paddle. paddling man <laughs> it's gonna be uh so uh yeah so it's 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 very exciting um i think what what really i'm looking forward to also and, and you know you and i have talked about this is is meeting a lot of you On the road and and coming out to see you and uh, putting, you know, going backpacking with you guys and um, hanging out in the Badlands, uh, which we hope um, you guys all come out if you can uh, to come out to the Badlands just for a a cookout um, in a pretty in a pretty epic way. And then just, you know, coming to a town near you, coming to a state park or wherever near you and and meeting up with you guys. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to be that kind of like the cool part of that. Um, and I, I feel that's kind of like our safety net. Um, so.
0: Is our community.
1: Is our community. So I'm very, very grateful and very, uh, blessed to have, have you guys as, as a part of that. So looking forward to meeting you. And if you do happen to see us in your back backyard in a 28 foot (laughs) 1976 Hairstream Argosy, it's only us. (laughs) Don't call the police. (laughs) We've ran out of places to stay. No, and we're looking. We're looking forward to it. So, um, it, it, you know, when we were putting together our uh, our ideas for the podcast uh, this week, and we were, we we're getting prepping for the show, uh, a couple things came came to mind. And one of the things that um, has irked me for a while now, and I've wanted to talk about it. Wanted to talk about it. Um, and I. I I don't know why it irks me. I don't know why it kind of gets me mad. Maybe I do, um, but I definitely have wanted to put this out there and at least get it off my chest. Um, as far as some of the stuff with, you know, I mean twenty twenty's been tough enough for all of <laughs> us, right? right? So you know, you get you, you know, you're trying to get through your quarantine day. You know, and you see something posted um, that almost makes you like, it's so ridiculous. You think this has got to be fake. It's got to be phony. Can't be real. But it is real. And your only, I guess your only reaction is, what the heck? (laughs) And I read it and it was true. So we're going to talk about it because... Um, I, I'm still in denial about it actually. So here's the gig. Um, so a brewery very close to the Appalachian trail, very close to, uh, what's in off the Blue Ridge mountains is apparently going to pay a hiker to drink beer while hiking the Appalachian trail on their website. It says, This spring, we're accepting applications for our 2021 Chief Hiking Officer. That's right. We're going to pay someone to hike the Appalachian Trail in 2021. We'll outfit our Chief Hiking Officer with gear, fly him to the trailhead, and host some events along the way off-trail, of course, when our Chief Hiking Officer is taking a well-deserved zero day. Plus, there's $20,000 in stipend. Qualifications? You got to love hiking and beer. We mean really love it. We're taking, we're talking 2,200 miles, camping under the stars, pack in, pack out for five to seven months and love it. If this sounds like your dream job, read up on exactly what we're looking for in our chief hiking officer. That's from their uh, website. Uh, When I saw this, I thought it was fake. I thought there's just no way Someone's going to pay someone to drink beer through hiking the Appalachian Trail and pay them $20,000.
0: Yeah, it kind of felt a little bit like it could be a hoax or a joke's on you, 2020. Somebody well, needs a laugh.
1: Well, um, <laughs> the really, the joke's on us because it made national news. Right. It, it, it was all over the place. Um, I, I couldn't get on any social media platform without seeing this article. So uh, kudos to them. For, um, you know, coming up with a great marketing campaign. However, um, I think this completely sends a wrong message to not only the hiking community, but the Appalachian Trail has has always had a kind of culture to it. And I don't think this helps that culture in fact i think it hurts it now having you know having tried to teach leave no trace on the trail (laughs) the best way we could (laughs) um and picking up uh you know garbage bags of uh leftover debris and shelters in the georgia section of the appalachian trail um the first thing i thought of was like this cannot be a good idea now Having said that, when I hiked the trail in 2003, hell, I drank on the AT. When you did it, I know you had beers on and off the trail. I mean, not you're someone's always the weekenders bring beer. Someone's always going to have a drink somewhere. And I I mean, I drank moonshine on the trail for God's sake. But the guy was from Kentucky. And he 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 brought it for free.
0: Well, does Kentucky have anything to do with <laughs> well, alcohol? Well, it's I mean, moonshine, for well, God's sake.
1: You know, I mean, right. you don't do, expect I, a hiker from from Kentucky to to be bring moonshine.
0: It sounded like you were. He had a right to have moonshine on him because he's from Kentucky. Yes, <laughs> and I'm sure <laughs> he got a free pass. I'm sure
1: that's <laughs> exactly how they look at it. But um, but I think like the sponsorship thing. I mean, uh, a company paying first of all. I think whoever um, applies for this job better read the fine print because I read this twice, and I was kind of perplexed at their at, at what they said. They they said we're going to uh, will outfit them with gear and then fly them to the trailhead. That's going to be interesting. You're going to fly them to the trailhead. We going to do just like push them out of the plane when you get to the trailhead. <laughs> I mean. It's got to be a mistake. If someone says, I'm going to fly you to the trailhead and I'm getting off at Springer, I'm like, are you pushing me out of a helicopter? Wouldn't it? Like, how are you getting me to the trailhead? Fly okay, well, me? Do I have to parachute? <laughs> is that how I earn the twenty thousand? You know, I think. I when does the adventure begin? Yeah, I think, I think there's some fine print that you may want to read. Actually, and the also, fine
0: print is extremely lengthy. If you, I have read all of it, and I regretted reading all of it.
1: Well, do you do you have to hike the whole thing? Like, do you get the the 20 grand, is it like, okay, I've drank you know all this beer. I've done all this advertising for you. I've made it to Katahdin. Th- do you get that? Or, or like how does that 20 See, grand work? I, I don't and- think the
0: money is your issue here. I think it, what you've expressed to me is, is the passion and the messaging. So essentially what this company is doing, and honestly, you can't really blame them. They are essentially capitalizing On something that is growing and growing more in popularity which is like craft brewery Um, and there's at least a dozen like right off of the trail and there's this whole term coined you know uh, I, I think it's like brew hiking and there's guides to it and everything but essentially they're they're capitalizing on a marketing platform and they're and they are choosing very selectively their they're targeting their most ideal demographic and promoting their sales, who has a very social media following. Um, that's gonna be part of their agenda in choosing and selecting somebody. So from from a from a monetization standpoint and getting their word out, from a marketing perspective, it, it's actually rather brilliant.
1: Okay, well, I think brew hiking is gonna cause a big brew ha <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> And here's, what, here's, here's my concern over it, is that I think that starts going down a slippery slope of then what other um, companies then start sponsoring people to do on the Appalachian Trail. So my, my first thought is, is this, you should be hiking the trail because it gets you out in nature and it's there, period. Period. If you got to hike the trail because of some other third-party cause or some other, um, uh, you know, uh, I guess motivation, uh, I, I think you start. I think you've already started defeating why you're you're out there in the first place. Um, you know, the the days of just going out there and hiking it because it was there seem to be coming to an end. Um, it's now, it's like, well, I got to bring a film crew. I've got to ha- start a YouTube channel. I've got to, you know, be this. I've got to be a, a hiking celebrity. I've got, you know, when you hiked the Appalachian Trail, you had, you ran into somebody. I think they had about a million subscribers on their YouTube channel. Um, they, they're very popular They're they, but they were not a backpacker. This had nothing to do with backpacking. She was out there getting subs and getting views for her channel on veganism and she had a film crew with her.
0: Right, a film crew. Right, which was following my little bubble, and for a while, I was actually partaking in, you know, traveling with them, not on camera. Everybody here knows how much I hate being on camera, but, but I think as social media starts to have a bigger impact, and we've talked so much about this, but as social media begins to like grow in its demand for, um. You know, everybody following suit with this, you're you're going to start to inundate the trail with people that don't have an I I don't want to even say an original mindset, but like the the mindset of protecting these lands in which you want to enjoy and being out there for what you would call quote unquote the right reason. Now, I don't I don't know if you can dictate if there's a right or wrong reason to hike the trail anymore, and I think that's part of your irritation in this is because because you have a certain mindset correct me if i'm wrong but you have a certain mindset that that people uh on the trail are are and should be out there to for whatever personal reasons for whatever i think mind- it
1: should be a personal reason i think it should be a, a reason where i mean I, I think it should be a reason that is going to make you a better human being for yourself. For example, you know you hike it to try to 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 push yourself into finishing something that you know may or may not be beyond yourself. Um, you're there to experience, you know, to experience life, to to let it change you, to let it uh, to let it um, kind of bring you to where you need to go. In life, I mean, if you let the trail be magical, it will be magical for you. I mean, it changed my life for sure, and I, I know it changed. It's changed other people's lives, you know. Um, but I think if you're there for ulterior uh, motives, like well, I want to, I want to be a celebrity, I want to make money, or I want to do this and, this, and this, and this, you are cheating yourselves from the very thing that the trail would have given you had you just been open to it. It, um, I, I feel like the trails kind of being manipulated in a way, um, and it's it's kind of you know like if I, if I have to if I'm hiking the Appalachian Trail because a brewery is sponsoring me to drink beer and have parties off trail, I just think that then is the wrong message, and then who's next? Right. What, what, you know, what I mean, you know, is Pamper's going to come in and, you know, come in and say, hey, the first woman that can give birth on the Appalachian Trail to the youngest, you know, infant ever to be on the trail gets 15,000. I mean, like, where's the, you know, where's the next step? I think it opens the door for other, um, you know, things to come out to to say, well, we're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll sponsor. And and in the end, people stop forgetting that it's a trail it's a magical trail or it's a trail that if you're open it can it can kind of change you or or, or just for the love of backpacking just for the love of backpacking um, you know just to get out there and backpack um,
0: it's, like, it's almost like a, a lack of, of res- not maybe respect but res, res- like pride in what it can offer perhaps and we're starting to see a shift and i'm sure this isn't the first uh brewery or company to do something like this but this this did make national news and it has been a hot topic in our own household and at first when i first heard about it you were extremely fired up i was more neutral in the fact that I'm like, wow, they're really capitalizing on a really large uh, opportunity here from a marketing perspective. And I was like, okay, well, let me look a little bit more in depth into this. But it wasn't until I actually started reading about it that it started to irk me. It wasn't the initial information about it.
1: Well, I think they ought to read that flight that uh, the whole fly <laughs> to the trailhead thing. I think that's a is that, where that could be a game changer well, for the I person think... that's in the helicopter above, uh, hovering over Springer Mountain, and the marketing guy goes, "Get out!"
0: <laughs> and you're, the adventure begins. This is and, what...
1: and hands you a can of beer. <laughs> Did you
0: read that entire <laughs> yeah. fine print? Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's in the alluded messaging. So there's this there's this image and there's a visual image in the video that is portrayed that it's almost like their their wording and their fine print is is very is very carefully worded uh to protect uh aspects of leave no trace and uh other logistical aspects that that they have to be respectful of however it's almost as though the visual representation of what they're portraying is speaking louder than their actual wording. And I think that's when it's almost aimed towards a party atmosphere and let's drink beer. And that's when when I saw the video, that's when I, I switched gears in my mind to, to really kind of be, be turned off about this because we are seeing a bigger party atmosphere or the quote-unquote wrong reasons in our own mindset for why people are out there and it is it is exponentially it will grow this mindset of 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 leading it to lesser towards what we feel like it 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 encompasses and and more towards a gravitational pull towards a direction that we're not neither of us are I not comfortable with just don't agree with
1: yeah i mean look at you know i had a lot of good times on on the trail um I, I i never saw the party atmosphere when i did it in 2003 the only time um things got a little uh you know crazy was on the weekend when all the weekenders and all the section hikers and and everybody else came up when we were at a, a shelter very close to a, a trailhead. Then, yeah. Then, you know, you started seeing, you know, the the liquor come out or the, you know, the, the Fist of Jack and, you know, whatever. I mean, it all came out. Absolutely. It all came out. Um, but it all left with them, too. And there was not a single stinking piece of trash left at that shelter. It all left with them. And I think... At that point, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I, I think now. I, so the other day, I was um, you know I was on Facebook and I I saw a post um, from a backpacking group and this woman asked the question: Does anybody hike the Apple Appalachian Trail solo? And I thought, what? <laughs> I mean, I think that's where, I think that's where we've gotten, where hiking solo now is actually abnormal.
0: Well, if And you, that's
1: the party atmosphere. I think that's the the thing where, you know, people are now... That's they, a
0: perception that is created. It's a perception
1: of people, yeah, of, of like, why, you know, oh my God, does anybody hike it solo? Well, you know, it, there was a time where everybody hiked it solo.
0: Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I got my trail name when hiking on the Appalachian Trail, and my trail name was Solo because it was so clearly abundant that I did not want to partner up with anybody. I was not out there to join, and at repetitive times I was asked, hey, do you want to join me? And I and I kept denying, and that word got out, and thus I was deemed Solo. You
1: you actually were way ahead of their time when it came to social distancing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would way, not.
1: You're like three I, years I, ahead of everybody in that whole social distancing thing. But, I
0: mean, I did end up partnering with somebody that I really did connect to, and it and it came, it kind of became accidental. We ended up sleeping on top of each other in a shelter because it was so crowded. Um, after you know, 72 hours of just pouring rain, and um, it, it was accidental. It wasn't purposeful. And then, of course, you know, my trail name was like okay I don't get it anymore but but it but you're right there's a shift in mindset and and I think this is exactly why it irks you so much I I tried to find how the ATC feels about this exact topic and there's I could not find any information I doubt you will I doubt you will say that exactly I mean that you've got you've got a company versus you know a conservation that's trying so hard to protect or
1: or a certain brewery made a little bit of a donation to the atc (laughs) and uh kind of put a kibosh on on that but you know know, i I think whatever you feel about that and of course we'll have this on our facebook group uh uh for you guys to discuss but however you think of it is this is that you know the appalachian trail is pretty magical place a lot of things happen on the at a lot of good times fun all that stuff I think it opens a Pandora's box for other people now to, to see the marketing gain that this brewery got and then start... They Now it starts coming out to be... I mean, you know, the AT is, is... The Appalachian Trail is probably the only trail in this on this planet that gets monetized over and over again. You know, over and over and over again. And I think now, if you let corp, corporate world... In on um, the AT, I think um, I think that opens up Pandora's box. I think that's what I'm saying on, on, on this whole
0: gig. I think 2020 has already opened Pandora's <laughs> yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> and Pandora's therefore, Bo- what else can come nuts? Pandora's
1: box was open early spring of 2020. Yeah, I forgot. I, f- I forgot <laughs> about that. With the
0: posting that they With are actual accepting, actual coming out of
1: it, fire and brimstone. Yeah, I forgot. I totally forgot about that.
0: So they're right in line as a company.
1: So, um, <laughs>
0: but so we have another really hot topic uh, to talk about. And and speaking of 2020, um, the pandemic and all of this happening and hitting the United States at this integral time in which masses and hordes and loads of of people are swarming to the Appalachian trail for in fulfillment of a lifelong dream. And we, we have a lot to talk about. I have a lot to talk about, about this topic. I am a lot more passionate about this one in particular, but I mean, the question really is, is hiking the Appalachian trail during the pandemic, is it right or is it wrong? There
1: are people that have finished the trail. All right. There's through hikers that have done the trail, 2020, okay? So they were told not to do it. They did it. Are they wrong? Are they right? Is it a hike your own hike? Um, I do have another movie analogy on this too. (laughs)
0: Fired away.
1: So it's kind of like this. It's like you're Clark Griswold and you put your family into that ugly station wagon to drive across country to go to Wally World. And you get to Wally World. Isn't this one where
0: grandma's on the top?
1: Yes. Grandma doesn't make it.
0: Is is grandma the ATC here?
1: Aunt. No, it's aunt. Aunt does not make it, okay? And the dog gets tied to the bumper. The dog doesn't make it either. But you get all the way to Wally World, and you get, you know, the security guard that says, sorry, Wally World's closed. It's kind of like you, you plan for a whole year to hike the trail.
0: This is actually a really good analogy.
1: I know. I have, I have great movie analogies. <laughs> and of course, Clark like goes berserk. You know, I mean, he he literally kidnaps a security guard, um, but it all turns out because it's a great movie, and you know, vacation goes on to Christmas vacation, European vacation, and Vegas vacation. Great franchise. So, <laughs> it all ends up for the, it all ends up well for the Griswolds.
0: We might have a new sponsorship for but, the trail
1: But it's like you, I know. I mean, look, you plan, you dream. You're, you're, I mean, you lose sleep over it. You, I mean, you you get obsessed. You know, you forget about the obsession months when you decide to hike the trail. Um, and you're obsessed. You do everything. And it's really like getting up to the trailhead and uh, the National Forest has uh, closed the gate and saying, I'm sorry, we're closed. And what do you do? So, I, I guess the question is, do you hop over the gate?
0: So I think there's two main components here that, that kind of equally have to balance to be addressed with this big conversation. It's one, the, are are you, what moral guidelines are you following for yourself or for others? Or where does that, where does that gray line muddle for you? Um, You know, are you gonna, are you going to set aside something of a lifelong fulfillment and all the money you've poured into it and all the time and the effort and all the things you've lost to be able to achieve this that you may never return to. So there's this big moral dilemma, right? And then you have equally, you have short of what you would consider in quotes, laws or governing regulation. uh, Which
1: was a really gray area too, because there is no governing body that covers the Appalachian Trail other than the sections that the trail goes through the national forests.
0: Through. Right, so technically, technically the Appalachian Trail was never closed and they could not physically close this, but there were parameters that were highly suggesting that it be closed and-
1: Well, trail, it's forest roads were closed, gates right. were closed to so like, those forest roads.
0: You know, do you, what, what are your parameters about following those regulations or ignoring them? And so you have these two main components. So I read, I read an article, uh, in, in doing some more in-depth research about this, I read an article written by a Grayson Curran, And it was it was uh, written in mid-March and it was posted on Outside Magazine. It was referencing last year versus this year hiking the Appalachian Trail, where last year we had quite a bit of national news, uh, you know, stemmed around some aspects of the Appalachian Trail. But this year, of course, we had the entire pandemic um, and hikers, whether or not they should go on and off. So he to quote him, he said this year due to the coronavirus pandemic that has dislodged the united states social order and crippled its economy the question of whether or not to attempt a through hike has become an actual life or death conundrum and a question of what it means to put strangers before yourself essentially he's appealing to the conscious here and asking a very broad (laughs) statement you know is it right or wrong and what does right or wrong look like uh in relation to covid particularly when there is a lot of lack of information at the time it hit, at the time the swarms are hitting. And the the article's pretty, pretty good. There's tons of articles about this right now. But to put it into perspective, and here let's look at the global aspects of what the ATC particularly and the governing bodies that kind of make up portions of the Appalachian Trail and what it passes through and national parks and state parks and all these different, like, aspects that you have and border and barriers and this, not, and that. They had to, our, our, the United States had to act quickly and swiftly uh, once we acted. Uh, But the ATC in particular had, was faced with, a rather significant amount of people hitting at the exact time that this was really truly a conversation in the united states
1: and people were already on the trail
0: too. correct and so you had those that go out early and so without a lot of there were some facts and then there were a lot of guesstimations and i think between the two you know plus you have governing forces dictating one thing and you have this big draw and pull between uh, what you need to do and the protection of not just the hikers, but everybody that encompasses the two thousand miles of the Appalachian Trail.
1: Well, you know, I think in the beginning, um, the a, a lot the, the 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 philosophy because you know, look, the coronavirus facts change daily. You know, I mean, daily. Something seems to change about it. And I think the, the thought behind uh, closing the trail was, and this was early on, was that there, there wasn't enough em- emergency personnel, search and rescue, fire and rescue, um, you know, the uh, Department of Natural Resources, because they were dealing with other issues. Right. And the issue of safety was a pretty big apparent gig in the beginning. Uh, those uh, personnel were taken off their their normal uh, duties and put elsewhere. Like I know the Department of Natural Resources uh, in Northern Georgia, they were here in Atlanta. Um, they're doing everything from directing traffic to—I mean, these are right. the DNR guys. Right. So, um, in in the beginning, I think that was one of the reasons why the national forests closed. I think the second reason too, in the beginning, was that um, these these small towns that the trail goes through—Damascus, um, Harper's Ferry, um, you know, uh, uh, Delanaga. You know, they didn't have the resources to, um, they didn't have ICU beds. They didn't, they didn't even have big hospitals where, you know, they could have handled if a small town started getting infected.
0: Right. That was one of the. And big, I think that was one concerns. of the reasons why
1: the, and, the, and reading the ATC uh, statement was that was pretty evident of why you should not be hiking the trail.
0: Right. One of the biggest concerns, which, you know, is kind of national news and, and very rare, is about, you know, you have these hikers um, who are deemed unsanitary or less sanitary with limited options to be able to do this and exposure to all to to, to more and more people from various places You, you have them moving through these smaller towns and introducing the uh the virus into potentially into these like isolated rural communities for resupply or transportation or whatever you're moving through 14 states and a total of 88 counties so how can they handle the potential threat of um, you know, this virus spreading in areas that they can't necessarily control the effects. Well,
1: that was all in the beginning. Right, in but, the beginning. But then, one day.
0: <laughs> and it's constantly evolving.
1: Then one day, they all said, you know, after doing some thinking.
0: Fresh air is good for fresh you. Fresh air
1: is probably, and being out in the sun, it that's probably a good idea.
0: No shit, Sherlock. And
1: everyone was like, really? <laughs> I mean, I'm no Dr. Fauci, but I even, <laughs> I'm no infectious disease expert. But even I would have thought, if you're standing, you know, on the, the hills, of your, if you're standing in the Swiss Alps twirling around like the sound of music.
0: There's another movie reference.
1: There. <laughs> you are not going to probably get the coronavirus well, and and you're probably not going to spread it to somebody else unless the brewery flies <laughs> over you in a helicopter and pushes the the, the guy out and says, "Welcome to the trailhead." But, then you're both stuck there. But, but there's I,
0: the conundrum. It, it's it was in the beginning. It was more about, it was more about the protection, the protection of others. Less about was the protection individual. Of, no, it
1: was it was in the beginning. It was the protection of first responders and front and healthcare workers. Correct. But 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 if but, but if you are hiking the Appalachian Trail by yourself. Okay.
0: Nobody hikes it solo these days. You know,
1: apparently. But if you, but let's say you, you were. <laughs> and you were hiking it by yourself. Um, and early on, before you... When you're at Amicaloa, um, Of course, we didn't have testing in early spring. But one would stand to reason that if you did not have... If you were not... If you didn't have the virus when you stepped on the... When you're on top of Springer and you did not have the virus, chances are if you did not, if you didn't sleep in a shelter, if you kept away from everybody, and if you, you know, um, you, you, you had someone else provide you, like a friend or family or somebody else try to help provide you a resupply and you didn't have to go into stores, which is almost impossible to do. But if you could do all that stuff, it ends up where that would have been good. You would have been good to go. Um, I think the problem is, and I think the moral dilemma of that that whole thing was in the beginning. Now going into trail towns, um, we know so much more about uh, this virus than we did back then, but yet someone's already hiked it. So what yeah. we know today didn't really wasn't really relevant to that person who's already hiked the trail and finished a few weeks ago.
0: Correct. Now, but 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 there's those are the two di- discerning components in all of this like so in you know the ATC urged people they could not force people to quit or to not go on uh there were no laws around it but in April six of the eight national forests the trail passes through closed their connections to the AT so the ability to like access your access points were a lot more limited um The other thing is like you had logistical complexities that started to pop up that you probably weren't aware of when you started hiking or you couldn't prep and plan in enough time to be able to do. Well, the trail towns
1: are closed. Well, I mean, we, we 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 every business in the country had a quarantine. Could you imagine walking into a town and correct. nobody's out? But that you didn't know about the pandemic. Oh my God! Right, they're like the like <laughs> your own Walking Dead scenario.
0: But, right, seriously. But that that's what I'm talking about. Is like your resupply points, your transportation issues, the the inability to be able to hitchhike. You had so many logistical aspects that you had to contend with that normal years you you know, the, a, the AT hikers, they don't necessarily have all these components. They, everything was shut. Everything was limited. Um, do you know Mountain House temporarily shut down their website after seeing a over thousand percent increase in sales compared to the February, 2019. So supply and demand was real.
1: Yeah. And distribution.
0: Distribution was huge. Distribution
1: still an issue. Toilet
0: paper was an issue. Like,
1: oh my God, yeah, the poor I mean, Appalachian Trail. Not on a good day. Ba- on a good, day, <laughs> on a good, on a good day. day, there's tons of that toilet paper. Around.
0: Everybody started using leaves. They really <laughs> should take a note in my book. But I mean, you had the ATC was saying treat your hike like a backcountry experience that is not reliant on AT facilities that you would otherwise use because. Shelters were closed. Privies were closed. There was nobody maintaining anything. And things have developed over time. Like in a normal day, sitting at home in front of your television, things altered on an hour-by-hour basis. Like every day there was new information and, and new components to how we had to, as a country, move forward with the pandemic and all the, all the lessons that we learned.
1: You know, if I had two split screens of 2020... One would be Dr. Fauci in February saying, eh, "Masks, masks, eh, eh, not that important." And then in April, saying, "Masks can save your life." <laughs>
0: I would, I Again, would, but
1: that those was... are my two favorite moments of 2020, where I just kind of cock my head to the left and I go, "What?"
0: <laughs> just think about it. you. You brought up a good point, and it's something I wanted to talk about. Think about an 80 through hiker. Uh, now, granted. All AT through hikers at this point have some kind of like data on their phone and they're a lot more connected than they used to be back in, back in your day. Mm -hmm. But you still have to recharge those devices to stay connected, right? You still have to stay connected or go into town and, and be able to plug into there's, it's not like there is an electrical outlet in the outdoors. Yeah. But, but so you're not getting the most current and up-to-date information, as a as a hiker do you do you feel that way i no, I, I guess i, I feel that I way i think
1: backpackers on the at i here's what i think i think you're you can become pretty resourceful i mean how many you know people have we caught that have come off the you know the uh, cargo trains that are kind of right in front of the building and they've been outside charging their cell phone with well, a free outlet okay
0: all so, right so i mean I, i'll give that one to I, you think,
1: i think i think i think being resourceful you know, you're going to be resourceful probably. We had a
0: podcast on that, <laughs> actually.
1: Um, you're going to be resourceful. I, th- I, th- I think the main thing was and still is, is that, you know, um, are you, were you, are you willing to postpone your through hike in 2020 um, for the sake of possibly not infecting others? Or,
0: or an act of selflessness, or
1: is the fact that you can, you hike your own hike and um, people are more than self-aware of what's going on. If you choose to be selfish, that's on you. But for the most part, I mean, right now, I certainly, you know, my mom was in a nursing home for two years. Um, right now, would if I wanted to see you know she's passed away, but if I wanted to go see my mom, would I walk into a nursing home today? Oh hell no, no, because common sense, even if they say yeah, come on in, wear a mask, I still wouldn't because why even take that risk? Why even why even take that chance? So I, I think I, I think you know as a, as as someone who's let's say you know metaphorically speaking, you're you're hopping over the gate to hike it. Um, you know, it's it's then becomes like okay, well, you know, all these forces are telling me I can't be outside and hike the trail alone. But then three months later, they're like, oh man, you should go uh, out and uh, hit the trail. <laughs> you should get, and, some and get some fresh air. Get some fresh air. So, natural so I, I think if you were able to, you know, first of all, I, I think it would have been almost impossible to hike the the trail in uh, you know March and April. I think that would have been almost impossible unless you really, you know, hopped over the gate and did a northbound hike, uh, because you're not going through a whole lot of trail towns in the hundred mile wilderness. Um,
0: I think a lot of people made adjustments in. But their I think plan. you were. I think
1: people would have been smart to say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm, I am gonna practice safety going into other towns. And, you know, from now what we've learned through this whole thing, I, I don't know. I Should should they have closed it? I don't know. You know, that that's a huge debate. What do you guys think? Um, should they have done it? Should they have not done it? Where um, do you think people were smart enough not to infect others on their hike? Were they, you know, were they conscious of going into trail towns, resupply? How did they resupply? It'd be fascinating to talk to the person who just did it and find out how they did it. Um, it could add a whole new uh, could add a whole new chapter on how to hike the the trail if they were able to resupply and never go into a trail town. You know, um, I I'd be curious to know on how they did it. Uh, are you putting people at risk? Are you not putting people at risk? Is it a hike your own hike? Was ATC? Um, you know, I, I I think in the beginning I could see their point as far as you know not you know, trying to protect the small towns. I totally see their point. But I think after a while, um, you know, um, I think it's only, what, July 8th. You could still uh, start north and uh, still do the whole AT this year. You
0: know, there is such a depth of conversation surrounding this exact topic. But really... It's what is right and wrong when it comes to COVID standards and what your right is versus the right of protecting others and the, and the respect of protecting others. And it's such an interesting such an interesting conversation. And Scott and I still, you know, we ride back and forth between the two, not really sure what we would do ourselves if we were in that situation because it is very personal to the individual
1: well at this point the cdc and the world health organization can't even agree on what's, right or what's <laughs> wrong during a pandemic so i'm going to take a little pressure off myself and say we're just going to wing it and do the best we can and uh trying to prevent others uh from getting sick especially elderly population and people that are vulnerable to it you know uh, that makes common sense. So you guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We would love to hear your, um, you know, your point of view, your comments on the topic. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. And of course, on any of your favorite pod catchers that you listen to trust your podcast, we would love for you to post a comment on there. It always helps spread the word, uh, to other people to get our podcast out. Um, also make sure you go to trust the trail Podcast.com, sign up for our Newsletter, um, we would really appreciate that. Shoutouts to our lovely and amazing Facebook members, and especially our patrons who help support our podcast and keep our podcast going. Uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast podcasters. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast. And as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Thank you, Ted Jones, Dave Boyer, John Phillips, Rick, Jerry, Shirley Nutt, Jerry, Suzanne, Brad, Helene, Mike Pellet, Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nineman, Kathy Kinnison, Bob Esser, and Matthew Creecroft, Vicki Thomason, Becky Wenger, Jill Lang, EJ Newell. We really appreciate All your support. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all the big ones. All of your favorite podcatchers. If we're not on the one that you specifically listen to, please let us know and we will make sure that we get on that for you. You can follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and on our Trust the Trail Facebook page. Remember, we have one opening left for the Great Smoky Mountain Backpacking Trip. guys be able to come out and see Ariane panicking. Ariane and I panicking. Our first week of pulling the Airstream. It will be our in first week. our new week. home.
0: <laughs> We're doing it all at once. Rip the Band-Aid.
1: So remember, you guys, the trail does give you everything you need. So
0: Trust the trail, you guys. Bye.